came to talk about a very serious subject. So uh, stop me if you've heard this before. We are in a fifth generation war. It is a war on everyone. It is a war of every government against its own citizens. It is a war that is being waged in every conceivable battlefield and domain at the same time. And ultimately, it is an information war. It is predicated on the info war. It is a war for your mind. So... Go try it out. Try it out. Out. Putin! Putin! Oh, you heard that? I'm curious if it's going to pick up our voices. Where? On this recording right now. Stay woke. Stay woke. Stay woke. Let's go. I'm recording, so let's see here. Thanks, Obama. July 19th, 2023. You are tuned in to the number one show across the mighty, mighty OX. This is the Good Time Culture Podcast. I am OG Mutt Dog. And on the other Mike Gilpine, Hollywood. And together, we are your ancient astronaut theorists of record. And please, let's let's stop. Let's press, the, press your icon for the notes. Or find a pencil or a paper. I'll give you two seconds. Because I want everyone to understand one last thing. That everything that we speak on on this show, and I mean everything that we speak on this show, is protected opinion. All right, Hollywood, let's go. That's right. Uh, no demons allowed past this point, yeah, anybody. Yeah. So, uh, Synthesizing your nonsense into reality. This is Good Times Culture Podcast. We record every Wednesday night, uh, live to tape. We are uh, not a, we don't do any editing, although we did do an edit just now, so I guess I can't say that. We usually don't do any edits, <laughs> but uh, we uh, we like to have a, our own opinion on things, and we suggest that you do too, otherwise your opinion will be canceled. So you, you better get your opinion going now, otherwise you're not going to have one later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, today, buddy. All glory to God. Let's Amen. get it. Let's get it started here, huh? Get your hands up off of me, Satan. Worry if a God ain't wavering. The wicked flee when no one chasing. I ain't got time for you to waste my time Open my eyes now, I'm not blind I know they want me to lose my mind I know they want me to lose my mind It's gang time If I throw a C up It's for crisis Not a gang sign Worry if I got If it's up I got hang time And I cannot mix With the world We not the same kind All these Christian rappers Work for God So why they change sides I don't know But when you say Your soul for the fame That's how I go I got smoke for everybody Any, many, money, more And I'm down to die about it If I go It's time to go Wait Time for you to waste my time Open my eyes now, I'm not blind I know 
time for you to waste my time God opened my eyes, now I'm not blind I know they want me to lose my mind I know they want me to lose my mind The first thing I think of when I hear they want me to lose my mind is all the gaslighting that we have to take on a daily basis, you know, basically telling us that our eyes are not are not telling the truth and our ears are not hearing what's truth, but, you know, we got to look that's past. That's cocaine there? No, that's not cocaine. <laughs> yeah. You mean that's cocaine right there? No, no, that's not cocaine. Then what is it? Yeah. Well, cocaine. So that's it, cocaine. No, but it's not cocaine. It was in the library. Yeah, yeah. Then it was in but the cubby. Like four bags, six bags all over the place. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> then it's it was not cocaine. No, could be hunters. But it is cocaine. Yeah, so it's cocaine. No, could be camelas. So whose is it? Maybe that's why Joe can walk around so fast because he's all hyped up on coke. I don't know. Never done it, so I don't know what it does to you, dude. If you were an eighty-something-year-old man, you you might have some use for some coke, possibly. I don't know. I think they have better drugs than coke, though, like well, Adderall. Liquid Adderall or whatever. I've seen those documentaries when you have the the old the old uh, ravers still. They're like in their sixties or late fifties and they're still raving and they're taking all kinds of like upper medications and coke and they have like a whole cocktail of medicine so that their old butts can still rave. You know, uh, our big dumb mouth. It's one of my favorite shows. There, he's been on this uh, techno rave techno raver kick where <laughs> like because there's these. <laughs> Those old like '90s videos of yeah. uh, dudes dancing, you know, all like techno out and stuff. <laughs> it's really funny because I've watched some of those. I don't know why they come up on my feed sometimes, but they're like, ah, you don't know. it's a, ex- it's not ecstasy, but it's um, you know, a rave, you know, inside a rave in the '90s, yeah. and how awkward and awful well, it looks. But uh, <laughs> well, these were like dudes were, like in Great Britain. It was a documentary from them, and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's keep going here. Get myself lined up. Don't be gaslit. Dude. I gotta admit, when you first played this song, dude, at first I was like, it's, it's half of it's like pretty slow, and then this beat comes in. It makes you, it teases you. You have to, if you, I wonder how many people have skipped this song going, ah, and don't even know that beat's on this song. Yeah. Oh, let me get this off here. <laughs> Got my allccg.com website open here with all the Bryson Gray and Tyson James music that you could possibly ever want. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Yep. yep. Get and on we, that if, if you, you guys want. If you want to get for free, you make sure you listen to the Good Time Culture podcast because we play this thing all the time. We play all his hits. Yeah, I was, was going to go into the political stuff. It feels so boring, though. I don't know. We got to we gotta cover it, though, huh? Let's go over there. So last week, did we talk about Kamala Harris's AI thing last week where she's oh. talking about what AI is? I've heard the, the skits, but I haven't heard it's them. It's really not that funny. It's, um, oh, that's what we were, we talked about. What it means is what we talked about last week, where, you know, she defines what AI is. It's two letters, and it means artificial intelligence. Anyway, uh, she had another one this week, and everybody's basically saying that she just 
read, you know, read the prompter wrong. And instead of reading reduce, um, uh, let's see, let's just listen to her. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. So she says reduce so, population. So they clap to it. So whose kids are we going to reduce? Yeah. And whose kids are, are she, is she planning to keep? And they're cheering it. You know, the, the, everybody's saying that she you know, was supposed to say pollution. Reduce you pollution think, think instead of someone, population. Do you think they have someone out but, there just to make sure to cheer when she says something dumb so people can choose? Because it's right on cue, isn't it? I don't know. I, I like No Agenda's take on it that whoever writes the teleprompter for her put in population <laughs> just to Yeah, they, they, they don't like her. Yeah, they, she, she goes through eight, uh, White House aides like, you know, Hollywood goes through donuts, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. I don't eat donuts, actually, by the way. That's what he says, man. Uh, Who can say no to a donut? Dude, carbohydrates are ridiculous. Don't believe the hype. Oh, where sin starts is in those carbohydrates, bro. Don't believe the hype. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was kind of a weird one, kind of political here. Um, I don't even know if we want to get into it, but... What do you... After the Supreme Court basically said that, you know, you can't forgive the loans to these uh, students, the Biden administration uses a different loophole, which is interesting because everybody's basically saying he could have done this in the beginning and the Supreme Court wouldn't have been able to. So this for him to try to do it the other way first was almost, uh, you know, he knew that was going to get struck down. But they say that there's. Millions of people that owe money. So 800,000 people, who? Who is it going to be? Oh, I guarantee you what, LGBT, blacks, are the Asians are going to be helped? Are, are any other races going to be helped? Well, yeah, this is, I think this is just in specific to people that have paused payments um, due to COVID and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if I, it... I don't think, I don't think it's going to pass by, brother. I think they're going to smack this down too. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of a boring subject. No, no, no. Because I, I'm, I'm curious because every time he's talking, they've, they've talked about this relief for so many years. But again, like someone was said, someone bought that debt. Someone is owed that the government's going to pay that debt then. So we're still going to pay. It, yeah. To me, I, it's ridiculous because I think college at this point is almost, um, it's like a communist factory at this point. And, you know, so can, can the people who paid off their school loan return their receipts and go, can I get paid refund for this? No. How far? No, right? No. Let's move on. Uh, now, Mark. Harris, good morning to you. As you mentioned moments ago, the Secret Service confirming that it has wrapped up its investigation into who brought cocaine to the White House at least 11 days ago when it was first discovered on a Sunday evening. Yesterday, the FBI wrapped up its forensic testing of the packaging, trying to get a sense of whether there was any DNA or fingerprint evidence that left behind. Secret Service saying today that they were unable to find anything with that. There have been- wow. Mm-hmm. They were able to find so many people from January 6th. Just, uh-huh. You're telling me uh, this is fabric. I, I can't. 
I mean, we all knew this was going to happen, but, but it is pretty do ridiculous. Do you think that the reason they don't want to talk about Hollywood is that it's bags of Parmesan cheese and not cocaine, and they were fooled? Because remember, he loves snorting Parmesan cheese. Yes. I forgot to play our... Um... We're going to open up Chapter 1 of the Crackhead Diaries. I'm supposed to do that. That's our where's, where's bumper you, for where's, any White House news. Did you lose the... <laughs> did, you, did you lose your... You don't have your, uh, your uh, Parmesan cheese clip anymore? No, I don't. I do need to get that one, though. Huh? Dude, that was one of my favorites. We played it the other week. It's so crazy to watch that video nowadays that because uh, that's not a very old video. It's only five years old. And every time you play that, in my head, I, I hear NWA's great song, F the Police. F the Police. Because that's what they do. Uh, <clears throat> One he moment. Played, he played the commercial. He played his interview, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, so Sound of Freedom's all the way up to 100 million now. Wow. I noticed that. That was kind of cool. Wow. I I really pray, brother, we should ask the nation to pray that this guy stays straight and narrow. No funny business. The money really goes to what he said. Do you know who said, do you know I heard who paid, who was one of the, the main, biggest backers of the to produce that movie? You know the the president of C the CEO of Goya Foods. Oh wow, nice! Like he paid for the majority of that. Movie yeah, he made. we've played him on our show. So now I buy. To, I made myself buy Goya products, and yeah, I'll support that company, dude. Yeah, I do. I actually like their uh, most of their stuff. Yeah, it's good. It's not bad. This is interesting. Here, just went to a random spot on this Hunter Biden video and take a listen to this. And this is when he was still in office and as vice president. And so he kind of ditched his Secret Service, figured out a way to get over to the House. And I said, what are you doing here? He said, honey, what are you doing? I said, Dad, I'm fine. He said, you're not fine. He sought and got help in rehab. but in- <sighs> Just slipped away from the Secret Service, huh? Yeah. I think the Secret Service is in, um, in charge of finding out whose coke that is. There was a lot more compassion and understanding for the people that knew me. But it was a horrible time, too. And then there's this. In 2014... Wow, this is just Biden a fascinating a interview here. ...of a Ukrainian energy company, Burisma Holdings, at a time when his father, who was then Ruh-roh. vice president, had an active role in U.S. policy toward <laughs> Ukraine. It raised eyebrows at the time, but by the 2020 elections, Hunter Biden was the center of a political firestorm. Hunter got thrown out of the military. He was thrown yes. out, dishonorably discharged. That's not true. For it wasn't cocaine use. And he didn't have a job until you became vice president. Amen. Not a yep. vice president. He made a fortune in Ukraine, in China, in Moscow, that is simply and various not other places. Wow, you guys. Looking back, did you make a mistake taking a spot on that board? Dude, did Trump not just no, like no, no, no. Play this, play this. suplex? Play this. No, I don't think I made a mistake in taking Pause a spot it. on the board. I think Pause I, it. What did his dad say? That that was a lie? Trump was throwing it. That's a lie. That's a lie. 
What did you say right there? Yeah. No, I don't think it was a mistake for me to get that position. I remember that debate in particular, and all Biden said was that was a lie. That's a well, lie. That's well, all he well, said. He, he would never address there, anything. Why isn't there a screen behind him and goes, oh, yeah? Boom, there's the interview. Fact check false. Yeah. This is awesome. I made a mistake. I like in this. In terms of underestimating the... Uh, the way in which it would be. Sorry, guys. This is a Hunter Biden interview with CBS Sunday morning from two years ago. On beautiful things. Wow. Two years? No way. Used against me. And but you must have seen the optics. Even back then, you must have. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Stop, 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 stop. That this was going to. What happened to that reporter? When uh, have you seen a reporter since they taken office and since. I don't even watch reporters, so I don't even know. These are questions. These are called follow-up questions. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even watch CBS Sunday morning, so no, she, no, I, she I might still be on. Because this, play it again. Can you just, listen, guys, this is what it used to be like. Play that again. Right. Listen to this thing. No, just play it where, where it's at. Just to hear reporting. Reporting? Look back. Because I really didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm being as honest with you as I possibly can. All I know is that... As I possibly can? Body, not one serious journalist... Has- Dude, it's a hard interview to, to let not go. Play. The, it, listen to the way he phrased that. That makes no sense. I'm being as honest with you as I can. Because I really didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm being as honest with you as I possibly can. All I know is that... Not one that investigative body, yeah. not one series. Which means I'm lying. I just can't tell you the truth because right. it sounds really bad. Anyway, but the rumors lived on. In October 2020, a New York Post article said that emails purportedly showing shady dealings in Ukraine by Hunter Biden were found on a laptop computer that he supposedly left in a Delaware repair shop in 2019. The, the details were sketchy at best. And last month, a declassified report. Wow, did you hear her? Report- the details are sketchy at best, she says, which is now confirmed uh. 100% true. It's wow. like they've said. That's impressive. Everything they accused that Donald Trump and his administration was going to do, that did it, they didn't do it. She, and this administration is doing it, and they have photos, copies, recordings, pictures. They have all the evidence that would take down anybody else except this family. She should have said Russian disinformation. That's correct. Pretty much. Said that before the election, the Russians oh, had launched a smear campaign against Joe Biden there we go. and his family. It does not specifically uh. talk about your laptop. Yeah. Was that Whoa, your you see his face? For real, I don't know. Yeah. I know, but, but you know that's... Is, this I really don't know okay. if the answer is. That's you don't know yes or no if the laptop was yours. I don't have any yours. idea. I have see the no question? So could have been yours. Of course, that that's it, reporting. It, there could be a laptop. Oh, that's a reporter. Dude, have we... I honestly have never really sat and listened to this whole interview. Yeah. Listen to the the way he answers questions. Just, just like, yeah, that was your laptop, douchebag. Listen to what he says here. This is good. I don't have was any yours. idea. Listen. I have no idea. So it could have been yours. Of course, certainly. It, 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 there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. There could be that I was hacked. It could be that uh, it was the... What? That it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from me. And you, you didn't drop off a laptop to no. be repaired no. in Delaware? Not no. that I remember at all. At all. How? What? So. What? Play it, play it. How do you. 
How do you forget to drop? You dropped off a laptop. You're like, ah, oh, well, I forgot I dropped that laptop off. Are you doing? I got I like fifteen of them. You, I bet you he's been doing this. Hunter, you did this? No, pop. No, uh, no. Are you sure? Look, I, I found the blood in your hand, but no, no, I didn't do nothing. What no, the? no. I didn't even play this. And did you catch the very beginning of this when he talks about the Secret Service part? He talks about his dad calling him honey. Did you see that? Did you catch that? Well, of course. Joe Biden calls Hunter Biden honey. Wow. Oh, come on, honey. You don't think a pedo takes, you know, starts with his kids? He's got a kid at home. Why would he be going out looking for kids when he's, when he's got his own at home? That's why most pedos have kids. That is the weirdest nickname for a son. Or well, or endearing thing to call your son is honey? What yeah. the? I can remember my grandma calling me honey or something like that, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, grandma, for sure. Wow. Your wife anyway, maybe I'm honey. tripping out on nothing here. This is fascinating. We'll though. see. Usually he calls me uh, right before he goes Ooh. to bed. Just to crunchy. That he loves me. Ooh, crunchy. Hunter Biden says he's rebuilding now and sober since he married South African film producer Melissa Cohen in May 2019. Oh, I didn't know he was married. Interesting. If his story... Dude, the audio just got really bad, though, for some reason. Anything yeah, hey, man. Us, it's that the only thing more powerful than a monstrous addiction or eviscerating grief is a family's love. Did you say your da- you and your dad talk every night? Every night, yeah. Yeah, well, we talk at least every night, yeah. Sometimes. By the way, <laughs> not only does he talk to me every night. It takes a lot, a lot of conversations to get all those deals worked out, you know? Uh, <laughs> do you call your mom every night? No. Uh, no. Um, then we got this for the Bidens. This is from Liberal Hivemind. Agent's identity. His name has been withheld from the public at this point. They're going to get to see them testified in advance of that. And I have confirmed from multiple sources that uh, an FBI agent who worked with the IRS team has mm. come forward and is now cooperating with Congress and co- can corroborate large parts of the IRS agent's uh, stories about what went on with U.S. Attorney Weiss. That's a major breakthrough. Now you got two different agencies, two different types of whistleblowers coming forward, providing a singular portrait of what went on in the Justice Department. Big explosive revelations ahead, I think, in the next uh, 48 hours or so. So So this is in regards to Hunter Biden and them uh, basically having a um, confirmed easy slam dunk case to prosecute you know, Hunter Biden for, uh, you know, multiple millions of dollars of, uh, you know, I don't know what you want to call it. It's not bribes, but the foreign money basically. And that the IRS and the FBI in coordination, you know, squashed it. Obviously we all know that, but these two, these three whistleblowers now, the last one was just today was testifying. uh, uh, And they did the, whatever you call it, where they take his statement and, you know, put it, put it on record or whatever so that we can actually read it. Pretty have fascinating. You, have you seen the cross-examination, I think, from Matt Gates or Congress or something like that? It was the FBI director asking him these questions directly. Did we watch that last week? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, Christopher so- Ray's a douchebag, for sure. 
but you know, you know, the, the real, you know, the real question kind of comes to, you know, if, if these agencies are politicized, like they appear to be, you know, what do you, how do you remedy this situation that we got ourselves in here? Because these are all, every one of them is unelected and it's a, it's a machine at this point. So it's just going to continue. So I that's, where, that's what we're full of when we have. Seen, what do you do? And I, I mean, that's, Trump, that's the question, right? If, <laughs> Trump's are like, if we rise up a wrecking we ball, rise up, we're brought down. Oh yeah, There's, there, you can't speak up at anything. January sixth, and but I guess we're going to have to decide: is it worth us losing some some of our own, you know, next to fulfill this? Because it it doesn't seem to it seem to be there. The joke is, is that the only person, the only Biden family member that didn't get money wired to their accounts is the stripper's kid that Biden, that Hunter banged. He banged some stripper and had a daughter. And that's the only, that's the only family member hasn't gotten a wire transfer of a million dollars. It's not family to them. They banned her from allowing to use the Biden name because it's sacred. Anyway, these guys need to be, uh, someone needs to handle these guys. And I don't know who's going to do it besides... We've been we've had this big now guy. over us our head. We've had many um, go, prime ministers of, of different countries that have been removed three times. Elections being ran like in Canada, just un, unscheduled. We've had questionable mayors win uh, races in our local cities. It, it's an interesting thing, brother man. The the all out scale we can see the invasion from this group. But our own media, when we talk against this, or we talk about this, fights against us. When we bring evidence, when we show the the, the Maricopa, Maricopa County, Santa Barbara County of the election fraud that we have, nothing's being taken into consideration. Our own courts are fighting us. What are we? What? Who do we resort to? I know. Yeah, like I, we said, started the show with the gaslighting, you know, that where they basically lie to your face as you're staring at the evidence. You're looking at the evidence and they're yelling at you saying, that's that's not what you see. You don't see that. That, that cross-examination <laughs> I mean, of the FBI guy that you're talking about was perfect. They have the evidence. They have the, the, the article. They have the emails. They have everything. And yet he's like, well, I don't know anything about that. It's his own email. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know anything about it. I just, I mean, it's it's all stuff that everybody knows already, but it, it's just the blatant, just, I don't even know what, to, we need to come up with a new word for um, I, I, hypocrisy I, that makes hypocrisy, when you're, you know what, you're beyond one? hypocrisy, what, you, we need a new word for that. What I've heard, what I've heard, you know, when a victim of a rapist, one of the, the biggest things that they have is that the, the rapist never admits that they raped them. They'll deny it, deny it, even though they know between them that they were raped, and they deny it. And that's, I think, that's us and the and our government is our the public know that we're getting raped, and they're just denying it. You know, no matter what we say, here's the evidence. Look, here's the evidence that you're raping us. Nah, it's just you know, who the heck are you? We're the government. Yeah, I mean, to me, 
like I was saying, the hypocrisy is the hardest part to take because it's not only that they don't punish obvious crimes that everybody sees, but they also go after like January 6th stuff where, you know, we're all going, dude, we don't care anymore. Move on. We're over that. But But they're stuck on it, punishing these people. But yet black lives matter group members that burned and pillaged for a summer are walking around with their big screen TVs, you know, we just got carrying them out of the parking lot about the white house, not being able to, with all the cameras, not finding out who those drugs belong to, but yet they can pinpoint with accuracy January mm-hmm. 6th. A grandma, yeah. They can go yeah. right out to their house. That they, stepped in the, the White House, yeah. Yeah, it took how long for them to get Ray Epps? Supposedly he's coming up to charges. How long now? Two years? That's an interesting one. This and Ray why Epps all thing. Of a sudden yes. He's bringing up why they're trying to squash it down. All of a sudden, indeed. Because they have a plan. They have a plan. Is this just to, I'm wondering if this is just to keep it in the news cycle, January 6th? Well, now they're trying to change the language of January 6th. Now they're trying to not call it a a terrorist act. Now they want to say there was a protest. A riot, right? No, not even that. Protest? A a protest. Because I heard Pence say riot. I was like, oh, interesting. They're using the riot. Yeah, the one that care about our country? Yeah, Pence got, um, hey, there's our segue. Pence got nuked this uh, weekend. What do you think about that? Let's go into it. I don't have the clip, but what did you maroon. did you hear the clip? <laughs> I think everybody did, so wow. we don't even need to play it. It's not his concern, is what he basically oh, no, no, said. No, but, but, That's Tucker. That's not my concern. Uh, <laughs> our know, concern the American people are not my concern. Has blankets and have weapons and has formula Tanks. and has milk. And has guns and ammunition. Yeah, here? Sure. Anyways, that's what we're going to do with the money. So Pence got nuked by Tucker. Tucker was on fire but do you think this weekend. He, do you think that he just, he sounded that stupid? Because I don't think he really wants to run. Because why oh, would that you could say be. that? That could be. I think he just wanted to get the heck out of it. Look, you know, I'm just throw this stupid one. If you continue. No, that very well could be. Because the, the way they view those candidates now they view it as like the RNC's stable of candidates. So all the money that those candidates get, they raise, goes to the RNC. It doesn't go to the candidate. They'll keep a percentage. I don't even know if they do. Oh, I yes. think they, oh, they, they, yes. they'll support them or whatever, but the RNC is like running them. So they, I'm sure they probably tell them that, oh, you're going to be one of the ones that run, but you know, you, you'll know, you get 2% of the vote or whatever. I remember the, the raising the money of... Uh, but it's for money. What's yep. his name? The old New York mayor, the guy that's always Giuliani, mm-hmm. Ru- Ruby Giuliani, and Ruby. look at his campaign. How he had left over like nine million dollars when he tried to run president, and he pocketed it. No one talks about it. Well, if you run for president, how's that work? If you run for president, you, you can all that money that you raised. You can keep it, but if you're in the primaries, uh, I think you can too. If you're in the primaries, the RNC or DNC deals with the money and uh, supports you as a candidate. Once you go on the personal campaign account, once you go on, uh, you have, I mean, they all have their own, you know, but I'm just saying the RNC, the support of those guys, which um, they actually are the ones that like allow and um, encourage people to run. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. that kind of makes sense. Uh, Who else got, I watched pretty much all, 
most of the interviews of um, the Vivek uh, guy and now I can't remember any other names. Rick Scott is a black guy. Then there's the chick, and I can't remember her name now. Nikki Haley. And it was kind of interesting to hear those guys because none of them, they're all wishy-washy. You know, they don't, ah. uh, you know, if if you ask, you know, Tucker would ask them a question, and instead of answering the question, they would go, it's so great to be here in Indianapolis, and they'd start talking about something else, you know, and get the crowd all around. Really? And then they'd go, as far as your question goes, you know, and they would basically sidestep it, which is pretty ridiculous. Wow. But, I mean, that's pretty known. Uh, and then Tucker went down the day after that on Saturday, because that first one was on Friday. Trump was not there. Pretty much all the other Republican. This is what I was talking about last weekend, uh, or last week when we were playing the show where DeSantis set up this. Uh, um, maybe it wasn't even DeSantis. Maybe it was Indiana caucus that set it up. But they set up this event a day before the Florida uh, turning point uh, event, which is like the bigger event. Okay. Uh, and so Trump didn't go to the one on Friday, the caucus, but he went to the turning point one. And uh, none of the other candidates went to the turning point one. I think Vivek went, uh, but I think there was only two or three other candidates that went to the Florida one. But of course, Trump got 86% of the vote, you know, when they did their, their after convention poll but tucker was on fire down there too and i just wanted to uh share this because i i've seen a lot of sides of tucker and i've been unsure on him a little bit here and there but there's times like this weekend where he literally was he was putting a it was like a flamethrower like a full-on 80s style freaking backpack on flamethrower to a lot of these people you know, maybe it's a show for show, but I don't think so. No one is punished for lying. People are only punished for telling the truth. You he went on a lot of these rants, too, like this. Could literally, you could literally wake up tomorrow, move to the Bahamas, start a fake cryptocurrency... Defraud a million investors around the world of billions of dollars. I'm just saying you could do it, and I'm not recommending it. Note to the FEC, not recommending it. But you could do that, and you could get caught. And people might have like a balanced view of you. <laughs> he's really smart, good guy, got a little. You know who he's talking about? The yeah. FTX, yeah. Sam Bay. Uber skis, as we say. But like, I'm not going to hate on him. Right? We all make mistakes. Like, who here? Raise your hand if you haven't defrauded a million investors with fake cryptocurrency. Okay, there are some. There are some. You cast the first He has a point here at the end. Those kinds of crimes, which is to say actual crimes, like burning down buildings, impoverishing people, starting totally counterproductive wars we can't win that kill a lot of our citizens... Leaving the border open so 7 million people can walk across. Those are not small things. That's like, it's not all like forgetting to fold your napkin correctly at Thanksgiving. Those are like actually kind of world historic crimes. <laughs> Never punished. What are the crimes that are punished? Thought crimes. 
thinking the wrong thing, having the wrong beliefs, saying unapproved words. Mm. Yep, your freedom of speech, the very thing that keep, makes us, that separates away from the animals, man. The freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. We got to get Tony Words back in here. Yeah, we do. Uh, I was just listening to uh, Corbett report uh, today, and he was talking about <clears throat> the the power of words and language and how, because he was referencing uh, fifth generational warfare, which is basically the war kind of in between your ears in your mind, you know, and that's with propaganda and fear and uh, guilt and all these things where you are afraid to even say anything. And, you know, this is one angle of fifth dimensional warfare, but then there's also this other one that Corbett talks about where, if they remove words that actually reference rebellion or fighting back or resistant, like they can literally remove these words from our vocabulary and eventually we'll forget that there is, that there is even the idea of being a rebel or the idea of being um, thinking differently or, you know, this is, this was his angle is, you know, there, this is what they're pushing for on our language and, and the, what words we can use and can't use is that eventually we won't even have the words that mean like to fight back. It's crazy. Well, <laughs> like, Whoa, it's deep. I, I, by, you can, to back up what you're saying and to say they're already doing it again. I've told you of videos on YouTube. I was like that pearly girl. Mm. Um, Just pearly. Yeah. They they use the left will use the word rape culture. She can't say the word rape culture on YouTube. She right. can't say the I don't word think rape you're supposed culture. to say it on here either. But but so do you understand that mm-hmm. they talk about it? A very word that if you start talking about mm-hmm. our society, they'll bring that word up. What does rape. that even mean? Either like mm-hmm. who? What? So, but then now to tell you, you can't say it. What do you mean I can't say it? So what they're saying then, I can call you that, but you can't say it. But then who are they? Who are the chosen ones that can say that word? It's the same thing like the N-word, right? So, But they, at least you know who can say it and who can't say it. But, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, I really, it hits me really hard because I've said Give this gave this testimony before on the show that you know a lot of my life I I lived with this almost censorship um, apparatus around my thinking and my speaking where I didn't and it wasn't you know political or anything it was just of not wanting to hurt someone's feelings not wanting to offend not wanting to uh, bother you know these type of thoughts were that mentality actually kind of you know i've i've brick broken away from that as as much as i can and i fight every day not to go back into the beta mindset but that that Believe mindset me, dude, i'm on the front lines with this boy dude trying not to get him, let him it, go in there but it goes over your head for what you're talking what we're talking about too where you know now with resisting and questioning being the you know, skeptical and all these, these type of mentalities, you know, these are not the, the mindsets that you have when you have that 
you know, I don't know what you want to call it, that helmet on, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. That I'm a nice guy helmet or whatever it is. But, uh, but there is an obvious, um, as you're saying, again, you're right, of the, of the obvious of demasculating us. Mm-hmm. And it, it's starting to become very obvious. Yeah, we we talked about it. You know, we talk about it all the time. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I'm drawn. I haven't watched any tape, by the way, this last week. But why I'm drawn to that guy's character is just because and, it's it's exactly what I wish I would have had. Maybe I mean, I'm glad I'm I'm where I'm at now. That at least I acknowledge that that was part of my character, and it I don't want it anymore. But uh you know, seeing, you know, his push, you know, just, just the little things too, with his interviews where he goes, he goes, I like the feeling of being hungry. And he's talking about, you know, eating once a day. He's like a one, one, a meal, one meal a day guy. And he pretty much just eats meat, which is, you know, exactly what I've found is the best and what keeps me, um, happy you know, and where I want to be mentally and physically. And, and so just a, there's a lot of those things that are kind of, you know, they resonate, but, uh, well, and I appreciate that kind of stuff, you know, same with Tucker to get back to Tucker, you know, just, just the, just the idea of having these questions roll around in your head right now, because a, a lot of people don't do that. You know, most people are just kind of on autopilot or, uh, so I, I appreciate the people that are, they're I, rolling stuff around in their heads a little more. I've heard the com- I've heard what you said, even in in the, among sisters in the church, where they wish that their husband would be more assertive. Hmm. Like, hey, it's time to go to church. Hey, everybody, let's go. Hmm. Hey, we're gonna have this mm-hmm. more of, of man of God, a more of hey, guiding the house. And it used to be this was another thing people used to talk about how. The house used to vote the way the man voted. Right. The thought of the yep. house was the way the man of the house thought about it. Now, and not because of anything else, it used to have only one ballot used to come to the house. It was the man that voted for the house. But now that when they allowed the woman to vote, well, it's something that you were bringing up. I That pearly lady was bringing up something that Hollywood was talking about, about She's awesome. How, how I like her. How so? How many of these mail-in ballots could have been brought in? Because Hollywood oh. had a theory about how the the patriarch woman uh-huh. grabbed all these voting goals and goes, oh, "Don't worry about. It. I'll just vote." I'll take care of it, honey. I'll take care of it. Or not only that, but how, instructed how the house was going to vote. Because we have, yeah. you have friends, I, we have people like that. That or they don't care. Yeah, honey, just. Mark I think most you people don't care. Off. Yeah, especially. And especially that last election cycle where they had those emotional ties of abortion, the tuition forgiveness, the weed, they were going to forgive weed smokers for something. They had all these emotional ties that basically they fit right into the matriarch. The woman of the family cares about abortion and women's rights, cares about tuition and her kids bills, you know, which are her bills. And the dad's just busy working his ass off or whatever he's doing, watching baseball or whatever. He doesn't, he's definitely, you know, sorry guys, but most guys don't give a crap about elections. You know, like I know, I know a couple guys that could care less about voting, you know, 
It's it, it's fascinating. So that's you why I didn't, good guys too, but they could care less. <laughs> you know, it's like, dang it. But until until oh, well. until whatever it is that they do like gets infringed, mm. then all of a sudden they're like, "What? You mean I can't buy a, a twenty a twenty uh, round? You know?" Extension? Yeah. I'm like, what? What? What do you mean? What do you mean I can't get what I want? What? What? Yeah. Uh, again, when we when all this uh, Black Lives Matters and all this Antifa was destroying our cities. That was one of the first things that I hear that these uh, liberals or these people who voted for all this anti-gun things all of a sudden wanted guns. That was the joke. That was awesome. Uh, during Obama's eight-year reign of... Uh, Terror. Tyranny. <laughs> false messiah stuff. But... uh the uh, record gun sales during Obama's eight-year term. Record. Like, every year, more and more and more. <laughs> so, I, as I, much do, as he wanted to take gun guns away. likes Obama? Because every time he would threaten, I'm going to take away guns. Oh, he yeah. sold a bunch of guns. Oh, okay, I guess we can't pass that law. Then a couple of years later, I'm going to take away guns. Oh, we sold a lot of guns. Oh, I, I, can't, I guess we can't pass that law. No, you can't. It's the Second Amendment. You can't make a law against it. You can't make a law against it. So I don't have. Hmm. Make sure you have, along with your Bible, the Constitution, which I have a copy, hmm. and the Bill of Rights. Yeah, I know it's. Yeah, maybe um, um, firearm safety manual, something like That's that. That's what the Second Amendment is for. <laughs> uh, the another thing that. Tucker talked about, and I don't have the clip here, darn it, and I'm going to try to find it for next week because it's a good one. But he was just kind of, what I noticed he did at Turning Point, which is, I think, majority college kids, like a lot of uh, a young, a young, Christian colleges a do uh, do this, and then they, they kind of all uh, shuttle to this convention together. But So a lot of Tucker's day was spent just doing question and answer, it was really cool. He's literally like, what do you guys want to talk about? And someone would yell something, you know, what about the cocaine? <laughs> you know, and he'd, he'd start talking about, it. but it was, it was really kind of refreshing. Cause, um, he obviously has talked to a lot of young kids over the last, you know, I don't know how, if it's just been recent, but it, you know, I don't think you could have just talked to kids in the last couple of weeks and got this from them. But, you know, and I've referenced this same thing about God and references to God on podcasts in the last year. You know, I've listened to podcasts for over 10 years and a lot of fringe alternative conspiracy theory type podcasts. And there's very, there was very few that would reference God or the Bible or anything like that. And then the last year, it's insane how many of these fringe um, podcasts are bringing dudes on that are talking about really fascinating um, angles to the Bible and Jesus and all that stuff. And uh, Tucker references it in one of these questions and answers where he talks about how as he's going around um, talking to people, he has never had the experience of more people talking about God and purpose and how, how, our culture right now, what we need the most, what will fix a lot is, you know, praying, 
you know, basically getting back to the, the you know, the purpose, can, you can know. I, can I stop real uh-huh. quick? That's awesome. This is going to be my point to make sure that everyone who's listening to the show, those who are not recorded and counted in the accounts, make sure you subscribe to the Good Time Culture Podcast. Hollywood and I, we've been preaching this for two, two, two years now, Hollywood? Two years. What did we end our show with? We asked for prayers. What did we say we're going to come out? It, it, I'm, I'm saying this because I rejoice. I am so glad right now. My heart is so full of joy right now. Because during the troubles, man, I wonder if it was like Americans, brother, going, you know what? You don't tell me I can't go to church. I tell you I don't want to go to church. And you're telling me I don't want to go to church? Shoot. You don't tell me. I hope it was a lot of them guys go, shoot. I don't go to church because I don't want to go to church. Not because, no, government tells me. You understand? I wonder because, like you said, they've been uh, record numbers of, they've been churches that, that have cowered. But then there's been also these churches that, man, their, their services are full. People are hungry for the word. Yeah, we had a. It's amazing. We had a stand up uh, pastor out here, Thousand Oaks, California. This is a. I can't remember his first name. Oh, McCarthy. Uh, McCarthy. McCarthy. A yeah. lot of churches. A lot of churches weren't afraid. But some of the big organizations were afraid. I mean, they. they My church they, shut down. Yeah. A lot of churches who own land were afraid. Shut, they shut the school down because we had a, you know, Christian elementary school there. That was probably the bigger hit was the the private Christian school that I was paying for shut down. Yeah, you know, our, out of all the places, they could have stayed open. Our, our little know? church only once we had service at the home of the pastor, and we and we did it all under like stealth, like. Going into because remember that was oh you went into the building even though no 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 we went to the pastor's house there you go parked far away yeah and we remember because there was the time when they they were they were wanting rat they wanted informants if you got Uh together anywhere Uh so we did it kind of quiet but then I got out I I remember you know how I am Hollywood so I whatever started me goes no we we can't do this we can't be afraid of these people yeah we so we ended up going to church and kind of kind of in a way. We were feeling that if that did happen to us, that they did close us down, that would just be a bad. You know, Christians, bro. If you close down a church, all you're doing is it's like putting fire in a, gas on a on a on in a fire for a Christian. It's like, hello, this is what we live for. That's what's weird about a Christian. It's like this is what we live for. This is like God's talking to us if we get persecuted. You don't understand what that does to a Christian or a group. You know what I mean? That's what's wonderful. I don't know, man. I I know. It, talking about these times is pretty wild because it brings back just really vivid feelings, you know, of uh, like dark. I'll never forget the, you know, it was, uh, I think it was the fall of 2020, you know, kind of when the dark, well, it must have been even, must have been spring because it was really overcast, I remember, for a while during covid here in California and it was it felt like evil had kind of descended over everybody you know everybody was in this kind of shocked delusional kind of dazed you know what's happening we don't even know it was very bizarre to a sci-fi movie I was pretty much being the man of the house like many people and many women too who said 
I'll go out. I'll go get groceries. You stay in the house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you didn't know what the heck was going on. It was wild. Dude, remember, remember they, they, I still have it in my glove box. My job gave me a slip of paper that said I could drive to work. It was literally, uh, you're, you're allowed to drive to work and back, and that's it. I'm going through my drawers. <laughs> Remember, the, the I've got the letter of July uh, 1st, uh, 2021, when the company sent out an email and issued, started talking about the restrictions for COVID when it started. When it started, I have the email copied at my house. If you guys have any crazy stories from COVID days, you can get a hold of us at goodtimespodcast805 at gmail.com. I was thinking about bringing it in and just read it, like black out the letters that we don't want to talk about, but just read Mm -hmm. what it said at the beginning of this whole thing in July. At least for us, it it fell. Because for me, it's it's a remembering because you know why. It's so wild. I remember being out looking for toilet paper and uh this was probably two months maybe a month and a half two months in to the lockdown and it was near easter no it must have been before easter because the dude the cashier i heard him talking to the person in front of me about uh oh yeah you know for sure school closed it's closed and I go, what's going on? And he goes, oh, yeah, the schools are going to be closed the rest of the year. Schools are done. I'm like, what? No way. They wouldn't do that. No freaking way. That's when we were running out of toilet paper already? Yeah, that was like early on. And then because there was, you know, rumors that their school was going to start back in, after Easter, remember, like, and get yeah, back to yeah, normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Two weeks said, to no, flatten the curve thing. Yep, 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 and this that. guy way ahead was like, uh-uh, it's over. I don't know what. I, I wish uh, I would have got his you know, number to find out where he got info from. Cause yeah. dude knew what was going on. You know, I, I knew what was going on, but I didn't think they would have the balls to shut schools down like that. You know what I learned about that time, brother? And I'm talking about the toilet paper time. Thank God for the Asian 96 cent stores in the neighborhood. Yeah. If you got one, please support them guys. Because I learned long time ago and I, and I found out it was true during that time because when everybody I was out, guess who had toilet paper? Okay, and if you were cool with them, because they couldn't get it, they couldn't put it on their shelf because even the city was restricting them to put it on the shelf. Mm. You were cool with them; they will sell you rolls. But what I found out that those ninety-six cent stores, those chains—remember, the Chinese have been in in this country for a long time—that those chains are they have more. How do I say? If you say franchises, than McDonald's in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So that's why they they don't use traditional distributing. They, I mean, yeah, dude, I go to that store. Before I go to Walmart, I go to my local 96 cent store, man. <laughs> Make sure he ain't got it. And in and, and my neighborhood, we call it Los Chinitos. What do you call them? The 96 cent stores? We call it the Chinitos, the Chinese stores. Dollar store, yeah. All right. Okay. Since we're talking about COVID, I guess we can keep talking about it. Dude, you know I'm ready for that one today. I got weird news on the, on that that uh, Mud Dogs got a little weird news too. This is an article from the Daily Skeptic called 
Pfizer vaccine batches in the EU were Dude. placebos, save scientists. Um, they have a report that they did. I'm going to try to get the name of the actual report so people could look it up, but uh, now I can't find it. The German German scientists finding on the variability of the Pfizer BioNTech batches, it would appear that the good was bad, the bad was very bad, and the very good was saline uh, saline solution. So they had done um, through their adverse reaction uh, system, they were able to and using the the batch numbers so they are able to track you know different batches of the vaccine they're able to actually see different um uh adverse reaction totals that basically there's no way that you can't say that the batches either were placebos or you know maybe they had a, a double maybe they doubled the potency of a batch or something but it's pretty wild when you start to think about the implications of that kind of um, either intentional or in an unintentional. I don't know if they're just experimenting on us. Could be. Why? Well, but I, the the reality there is is they could easily send uh, heavy duty side effect batches to say red counties or counties they don't like the dudes or the people in that area, and then send the placebos you know to you know, whoever the, you know, EU parliament, you know, county or whatever, send send those ones over there. Well, I told you that later on we'll play a, a report from a interdisciplinary research scientist named Dr. Dennis Ricard, Recount, an Ita- a French name. Uh, he'll talk about that, and he has a, a quote that I wanted to say that about, you know, if you if you take the number of, the, of death that were out in the, that were in the poor communities, the colored communities, you took that out, no one died of COVID. Hmm. You know, it, it's, it, or the, well, the elderly, but yeah. it's just that no one died of COVID. Well, there, there is the very troubling and like, how do you explain it? Flu let issue. The, what? Let me play this one. Video. Okay. Yeah. Let me play this. Let him, let him explain it. He'll do a better job. Hang on to it, guys. If it's a little long, Hollywood is a good parameter to tell me when to stop, all right? Here we go. Viral respiratory disease, viral respiratory disease pandemics. That's, that's the textbook one that they like to throw at us, but I don't think it was. So what we concluded was we looked at all-cause mortality, and we found excess all-cause mortality at very specific places and at specific times. For example... Right after the pandemic was announced on March 11, 2020, there was a huge peak, that a surge in all-cause mortality, but only in hotspots, very specific places like New York City, um, um, around Madrid and Spain and northern Italy. Mm. There were these incredible surges of mortality, but they all were exactly synchronous with the announcement of the pandemic. And they all corresponded to very aggressive new treatments being applied in hospitals when anybody would walk in saying they had respiratory uh. problems. So we were able to show that these hotspots, for example, in epidemiological theory, 
in pandemic circumstances, you cannot have synchronous peaks like this around the world because uh, the time between seeding of the pathogen and this surge in mortality is highly variable on the structure of the society and on the details in the particular place. There is no way that it could be synchronous in this way. But what was synchronous was the announcement of the pandemic and these new protocols that were being applied mm, in interesting. hospitals. Um, so that, that, you, you that know, uh, first peak that we heard so much about New York and so on, I'm absolutely uh, convinced was due to the to the assault. Give me ten, ten more seconds. Okay. Yeah, no, finish right of these people in hospitals. So you're, so, you're okay. uh, so that actually brings up a whole nother pandemics. That's that's oh, the textbook. Got it. A whole nother issue because you know what I'm talking about is the vaccines, and what you're he's referencing and talking about is the actual treatment when people come to the hospital and they get, put them on the ventilator, they put them on the remdesivir, they do all these do you, do you procedures think, that basically re- increase mortality. Now, now <laughs> so it's like, question? yeah, if they sent say certain COVID shots to certain place and they go, okay, this remedy would react this way to this medicine, do that. Or they didn't know that that bat would react that way to that remedy. And they go, Oh no, the, the whole deal is, is the, the, uh, remdesivir doesn't matter if you took the shot or not that that thing's nasty you know it's like not good for you at all like wrecks your kidneys and all this stuff and then uh obviously a ventilator i think i think i'm saying it wrong when i say ventilator you're supposed to say uh anyway when you're intubated and they put the, the tube down your throat and it breathes for you and all this stuff that is like, you know, no agenda's talked about that. It's like 60-70% survivability once you've once they do that. Yeah. You know, your survivability rate goes way down, you know, like a 30% chance to die after well, we, you get we, one of those we, procedures. We knew that at the beginning when Sheesh. when it, the our news deck, our news, our Democratic Party was pressuring President Trump to implement the whatever thing what was it called the the Warp what speed. section oh. no no when the government took over manufacturing mm-hmm. so that they can make ventilators mm-hmm. and then later on we found out that 99 percent of the people that were put on ventilators died yeah that was one of the things that people were yelling at one point don't put because it was the first thing that they would put these people because they supposedly had respiratory problems no and well it was it, it was, it was because uh it was because their oxygen level would drop so much, they like would freak out, and that it's literally the only thing they know how to do is to just jam a thing down your throat and pump you full of oxygen, like you know, like high octane oxygen. Oh. But uh, check this one out; it goes kind of along right. along with okay. what you're saying. This is Democrat Congressman Jason Crow talk talking about bioweapons specifically targeting people. There are now weapons under development and developed that are designed to target specific people. Right, that, that's what this is. There you go. Uh, where you, you can actually take someone's DNA, take you know their their medical profile, and you can target a biological weapon that will that will kill that person or take them off the battlefield or make them inoperable. So you can't have a discussion about this without talking about that's awesome. privacy uh, and, and commercial data. 
in the protection of commercial data because expectations of privacy have degraded over the last 20 years. Uh, you know, young folks actually have very little expectation of privacy. That's what the polling and the, the data show. Uh, and, and people will very rapidly spit into a cup and send it into 23andMe and get really interesting yes. data about their background. Yes. And guess what? Their DNA is now owned by a private company and can be sold off without very, with very little uh, intellectual property protection or, or privacy protection. And we don't have legal and regulatory regimes to deal with that. So uh, we have to have a, an open and public discussion, and this is going to have to be a political discussion, about what does the protection of healthcare information, DNA information, and, and your data look like, because that uh, data is actually going to be procured and collected by our adversaries for the development of these systems. Dang. Sounds correct. Wow. That's that 3D warfare now, huh? Yeah, well, this is uh, whew, this is a whole different type of warfare here. That's like bio specific bio warfaring. Woo. Well, Dang, that's gnarly, dude. That's grassroots army on uh, uh, YouTube. In my estimation, my opinion, meet that. the definition of a pandemic because when you have an extraordinarily contagious, highly transmissible virus, relatively mild one at that, uh, in the you know in the form of this coronavirus, it may well have reached pandemic uh, stage, meaning you know ninety six percent of the population fundamentally probably did get exposed to it and have it. The issue is it didn't matter. Because the virus itself was really quite inconsequential. What wasn't inconsequential was our response to it. And in that, I agree, it was 100% the response to the pandemic that resulted in the issues of not only however many deaths there were, uh, largely, but certainly the economic devastation that happened, the uh, decimation of our education system, and, and on and on. So, so let's start with one simple thing, the reporting of the cases. Uh, and for a while, it was not really the daily reporting, it was the hourly, re the reporting of the cases. I was sort of festivist uh, about it. Um, talk a little bit about thoughts you might have. So about stupid. I can't believe people did that. The PCR test that was driving that. Ridiculous. Well, my position is I don't care about the cases because they're meaningless as far as I'm concerned. Correct. The PCR uh, method is, as applied, Failed. Uh, was meaningless. The, yes. The, the, there was nice. no particularly... It should be pathogen. talked about more, so huh? testing for it makes no sense. There's no evidence in hard data, which is all-cause mortality data by time and by jurisdiction and by age of the person and sex and so on, by an analysis of that data, you can establish that there is no evidence for a particularly virulent pathogen being present, yes. coming down onto Earth, or doing anything. Okay, so we can imagine that there is a virus that went around that spread like crazy, and so on. we can we can imagine all kinds of things. Wow. It doesn't matter; it has no <laughs> connection to a real consequence. Now, I appreciate that clinicians may see things in hospitals when sick people come in and they're all coming in at the same time and they may see things and they may have interpretations about it and they may try treatments. I appreciate that all that ha is happening and it always happens and there are always more people coming into hospital in the winter and so on. And part of the reason that sounds like a no agenda guy people would have been coming into the hospital, we cannot discount incredi the incredible propaganda. 
the incredible propaganda that was present caused people to react as well. And this is very common. So I don't care about all those things. I, I, don't, dis- I don't discuss them. In my research, I look at mortality, period. And the mortality that I see um, disproves the idea of a spreading virus. The mortality did not cross borders. It didn't cross state lines. There are many states that are virtually identical, except that one had lockdowns, the other didn't. And the one with lockdowns had enormous deaths in a certain period, the other did not. We did a study of that with with a collaborator. Uh, There were 12 nice pairs like that in the United States that you can study. So it didn't cross state lines. The 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 supposed uh, uh, pathogen did not cross into Canada. Get this: thousands of kilometer of border, uh, the biggest trading partners in the world, and the pathogen that caused 1.3 million deaths in the COVID period in Canada did not cause almost virtually no deaths when you compare it to the historic trend in Canada. Didn't cross mm-hmm. the border. Doesn't have a passport. It the, the, this passport. pathogen, which, which is supposedly a virus, according to clinical studies, is supposedly killing mostly elderly people. Well, it's when it's... you look at excess mortality by age by state in the U.S., there is no correlation. When you look at mortality versus median age, for example, with the fifty states in the United States, you get a shotgun pattern. No correlation whatsoever. The correlation that is strongest that we found is a very strong correlation to poverty. So the Pearson correlation coefficient is plus 0.86. It's it's never been seen before. And not only Mm -hmm. is it a strong correlation, but it goes through the origin. So it's a proportionality. So a state that would have had no poverty would have had no deaths. Do you hear that? Yeah, I mean... Statistics on this, this guy. Is we a, talked about that in the very beginning. Huh? Who was that guy? This, this is uh, Dr. Dennis Record. He's an interdisciplinary research scientist. He's the gentleman that I tell you. He's a a guy that, that does all the scientific measuring tools. The old nice. try and tool one. He's based. He's the gentleman that sets them. Based. Them, and when they do a computer a mock-up of that type of measuring tools, which we know they don't work. He goes and calibrates them okay. with those tools. Yeah. yeah, that guy definitely knows systems and statistics. And wow, that's yeah. uh, you know, like you know, he said it from the very get go. The tests, this is something that we should bring up more, probably on the show too, but at least in public. That have you guys have you found out that those tests were completely ridiculous, and they were like giving us false not not only were they giving us false positives. They're giving us false negatives too. So you'd be like, you know, your coworker would be would be like, "Hey, I took a test; it was negative." And meanwhile, you know, I don't know. I don't even know if there was anything going on, huh? Yeah. Well, I, I know I know that it, it was pretty easy to get, but the one that made me start recording this guy was that if any state didn't have any poor people, they wouldn't have been no COVID death. That yeah. is, I mean, if that doesn't get your blood boiling the, or something, I don't know. The one of the there's just so many different um, points, data points you can look at to pull from and feel validated that it was nothing was that the main one is the flu stuff where 60,000 a year in America died from the flu on average every year, 60,000. What was it? I think in 2018, 
uh, in the United States, they had over a hundred, no, four hundred, over a hundred thousand or more of influenza. It goes up and down. That's the no, flu. No, it was. Yeah. It was no, but it was a record number during it, that time. It goes and, up and down. Yeah. And now, but during those three years of COVID lockdowns and all of this COVID, no one died. Yeah, the flu. Cancer. That's something. In 2020, flu deaths went from sixty thousand to like two thousand. Well, I used to say, explain that. that. We should be grateful to COVID because it cured cancer, it cured diabetes, yeah. it cured high blood pressure. It cured everything because no one was dying of those things anymore. They were dying yeah. of COVID. And like Andrew Tate said, uh, thank Putin because Putin cured COVID. <laughs> as soon as Putin invaded Ukraine, COVID disappeared. So uh, I got some more good news over here at In-N-Out Burger. Ooh, what happened there? Uh, California. Oh, oh, wait, 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 huh? wait, 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 wait. Uh-huh. Is this going to ruin it out for me? Am no. I not going to? You're going to love it. Okay. California. I'm tired of that. I know. I wouldn't do that to you. California fast food institution In-N-Out Burger announced that it will soon ban employees from wearing masks in five of the seven states in which it operates restaurants, according I to an internal. I still see them in there, man. I want to just go. Oh, no, no, no. But So the, the actual company is going to ban people wearing masks. And it's just funny how it's completely reversed because now you have to get an exemption if you want to wear a mask. They actually make make you submit some sort of exemption saying, you know, I don't, I really want to wear a mask. I don't feel comfortable without it. Is, is it you me? can't just wear it just because you want to or whatever. It's is kind it of interesting. Me? Is it me? But the ones that are left still wearing the mask, they seem a little off. Like, you know, they seem like they're programmed to be scared of the world. How come they, all, they seem to be like that? How come all the girls are pretty in In and Out Burger? What's going on there? Have you uh, noticed Mary, that? I can't. I can't make comments about. Can't that. do that. I okay. Can't. I guess okay. I am a single individual in your. Because I, I, so. I, I, I did enjoy them coming to. Your wife does listen one. to the show, so. Dude. <laughs> but she's I, our I, number I, one, fa- our only what, fan, maybe. Where now. we used to, where I used to work, they used to get them once a month or something like that, and yeah, they were nice. The ones they would bring even there. No, I just I've noticed. Uh, yeah, like I said, where where I work, they bring in in and out, and it's that used to be. You're like, used geez. to be also in Chick Fil A, and I know they're Christian, right? Because most Chick- of them are Christian. Chick Fil A, it used to be like that, where the girls were nice looking girls. They looked like the all, if mm-hmm. I may say, the all American girl. I don't mean the mm-hmm. white girl, just no. an all American yeah. girl, whatever color you want yeah. to call them. And um, now, since the company's kind of become woke, it's totally changed. Their I feel yeah. weird. Saying this, oh man, I feel weird. Uh, I think I've been, I think I've went to Chick-fil-A once just because there was a cute girl that used to, because they take your order standing, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you get the full, uh, and uh, yeah, I think I actually went to eat there and I didn't really want to eat there, but I just, that's the the hard part when you're a married man, Wow, I'm sorry. And you know, I have no options. There, I, there's no reason for me to have options. So the reason I'm going there because their Honor Palmer is freaking there good. There you go. Oh ba- my goodness, bail me out Honor of this Palmer one. Honor Palmer is staying good, man. I don't but, even go there anymore though because the lines are too long. I don't go there Chick-fil-A. because of the crap they did through the lockdown. Yeah, just shining people's shoes. I still waiting. Shoe shiner. I go in there, man. I, I get my dude, and you know me. I sit in the sun trying to get darker, can and then you, I go back in there, and they still won't shine my shoes. Can you imagine getting sent 
a shoe shining kit from your like boss operating manager or something like <laughs> he's that. like here you need this and you need to get on your knees Dude, and you i need would to get, shine some shoes i would get my 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 black employee <laughs> and make them go can you go shine that shoe because this is what the boss wants what do you mean oh dude i bet you he didn't send any of those to his black executives no, no i would like i would like i would like i would have gone to one of my black just and take a picture look what chick-fil-a ceo sent wow. to us click dude i just opened a big can of worms on chick-fil-a think about it he, he said he sent them to all his uh to all his uh, executives or whatever all the store managers so guess what that means you didn't have any you only have white guys as store managers is that what you're saying sir all i said is i'm still <laughs> waiting for my shoes to get shined and I, I don't know how much darker i need to get oh, man. i need uh this one Thank so, you for not ruining um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, <laughs> is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence. <laughs> that was uh, was that our Supreme Court justice? No, no, that was a, a different chick. That's the P- Berkeley professor yeah, of law. That's who that was? All right. Well, so you know, shout out to In and Out. That's pretty cool. I like it. That's why they that they, they always have been. Um, independent and kind of their own, doing their own thing the whole time. You know what sucks about Got to give them props for that. that. Every time, whether you go there at 1030 in the morning or you go there at 1230 because they close at one sometimes or two, the burger always tastes good. Dang it. Yeah, I just, I like the mentality that they had where they were um, trying to remember if they ever shut down no, at all. Remember when they, they never shut down at when, all. Remember when they threatened finally because they they had it with San Francisco because they were trying to pressure on them to pressure that. Remember uh, they, when they were doing the the, the the COVID pass, they wanted to proof of that you had the vaccine. Yeah, and they refused. Yeah, they, they didn't want their employees. Their yeah, and that was the only time you saw Gavin Newsom buckle down to any business that said no, 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 no. He pretty much exempted in and out. Just because of like this article said, and it's his a, winery, it's a, Cali- it's a California staple. He said, so they thought that he, for some reason he exempted it and out. He exempted his winery too, and the French Laundry, yes. and all that stuff too. Come on, we all know that all the spots he liked to go to, yeah. And then uh, during the remember, but remember during the 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 worst lockdown, he like locked the sh- crap down hard, and then he just took off to Mexico on vacation. Remember did that? Did you hear? <laughs> He's like, I'm out. Well, you, well, did you hear right? That's so the microphone. The way he was conducting how he was going to lock down and wasn't was his wife was calling Harvey Weinstein, and Harvey Weinstein was giving her advice of what to say because we all know that his wife, Gavin Newsom's wife, used to call calls Gavin Newsom for advice, what to do with her second husband, you know, because she left her. We don't. We know that Gavin Newsom took away his best friend's girl and stuff like that. Remember that. Yeah, well, a she little used bit. To sleep with hybrid. You don't know those stories. Do you? Yeah, it's confusing. Okay, but it's uh, gossip, gossip, gossip. I know she's like all. She loved on uh, Weinstein. She called him for advice. Dude, she was his sidekick. She was his sidekick uh-huh. for a while. Kind of weird. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. All right. Kind of weird that he's the nephew of Pelosi's too. That's a little odd. I'm but, glad you like that. You know what's so funny? I, I almost didn't even bring that in because I thought, ah, Hollywood, you're going to like this. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's go over here. 
winning. Real men of genius. Real men of genius. All right, this is Valuetainment. Uh, Charlie Kirk went on the show. This is a good. I'm, I'm tempted to anybody leave a leave a message if you think it would be a cool idea to put interviews on our channel and we'll just put up like this whole two hour interview with Charlie Kirk and PBD. I don't know if people are into it or not. I find, I find these long format, you know, cause he does it kind of like Rogan where it's you know pretty hard hitting, you know, no breaks two uh, three hour long conversations. Those are really insightful and, uh, I don't know. I like them because it's hard to get a read on someone in these little chunks where I think when you get to see their character for a long period of time, you know, Rogan's obviously the king at that. But a lot of times with Rogan, the guys he brings on are more like experts in something. So it's very easy for them just to ramble for hours by themselves. They don't even need Rogan there. They could just go on with whatever. Where That's why I like about Valuetainment is he he has a little more um, prep and interaction. Like he's got questions ready where you can tell Rogan doesn't have questions ready. He just kind of cruises. You know but, what? Um, uh, anyway, you know what? Let us know. I, I'm, I'm thinking as you're speaking, what is that? Uh, theater, something theater 3000. You know, you were talking about oh, the science, science fiction yeah, theater 3000 where they, that, they did they commentary play, or they whatever. Play the whole movie. And they just make commentary mm-hmm. while it's playing. And you and I were fishing earlier about a show. We should think about that as being a, a Saturday show that we've always talked yep. about, an extra show that will play for two hours, a Saturday show, just an extra. Mm-hmm. Hey, if, again, Nation, if you think this is a good idea, in Hollywood and I, maybe we'll have a panel, and we could just do a quick little I think it's uh, Nonsense Nation, too. Whoa, I'm cutting out. Nonsense. Whoa. What are you doing here, man? I don't know. That was weird. Nonsense Nation? Uh, but uh, I don't know. I, no, I feel like it sounds funny. Uh, no, it sounds okay. But I don't know. I, I find these um, very enlightening. And, you know, I take in a lot of audio through the day. So uh, it's just more context to layer on to, you know, it feels like we're winning. It's kind of crazy. It actually well, feels like praying, God is, is rising. Uh, people understand what is important, and they're they're rising. It's just the problem with uh, you know God fearing people. You know, this, you know if we wanted to say Jesus folk to make a uh, yeah, I'm cutting in and out. That's weird. To make uh, Mutt Dog feel comfortable over there, we'll just say Jesus folk. But Jesus, folks. They, uh, you mean believers? You know those ones who proclaim Jesus as Lord? You mean them? Yeah. All right. They, uh, they are able to see evil easier than people that aren't prescribed to a paradigm of good and evil, if, if that makes sense. So if you're kind of an agnostic or you're, you're not spiritual or you're, you don't believe whatever, it's, it's really hard to get anywhere and to know your uh, position in life if you're not you know uh, if you're not acknowledging that there's good and evil in the world <laughs> you know at this point and 
you know, it obviously manifests in lots of different ways, but uh, it's just kind of interesting to hear all these different voices say kind of the same thing. You know, Tucker's been, um, I, my audio is all funky. I was listening to, to the Adam Carolla show earlier, and that's usually my beat. And he had Kirk Cameron on there. And it's interesting what you were saying, as you're saying. Oh, that's better. He started to recognize also, he made a comment on something like the Ten Commandments. He's like, why don't we have that up? Why aren't we reading mm. and implementing? He goes, he's, and he's an, a, he's an atheist. We should talk about it. that. He doesn't, I, I don't have the clip. I go, because, it could, but, oh, I just, but, but he proclaimed, he goes. Consulting the book of knowledge. But he goes. But if you read them, they're all rules we can abide to, right? We'd not steal, not kill, don't covet, don't, you know, those are rules I think, it goes, from what I can see, a society that governs itself by those laws uh-huh. has a good society. And this is coming from, again, as you're saying, even atheists or agnostics are, and numerous of them are recognizing whether they want to believe it or not, but they recognize that the peace that comes along with Observing these Ten Commandments. It's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. It was. I, I wish I had the beginning of that that podcast recording because he said it really in an Adam Carolla manner. You know, perfect. Should, do you want me to read the Ten Commandments real quick? Go for it. I'll try and see if I can get that that one clip. Uh, go for it. Uh, number one, you shall have no other gods before me, with a lowercase g. You shall make no idols. I like that one a lot. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. And it's actually got a little OMG right next to it. Uh, keep the Sabbath day holy. Right. Mm. I don't think I do that appropriately. Honor your father and your mother. Um. Pride Month, maybe. You know you can't spell Pride Month without demon. Guys, I just realized that the other day. <laughs> to talk to someone about on the water cooler about that one. See how that goes. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. That's a good one. You shall not covet. Mm-hmm. Can I, can I play this real quick? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how old you are, but I'm 50 in the corner for me. We've got six children. And right. so I told my I told my kids, look, it's the grandkids come at them. I need to be yeah. with pride all the time. Adam, I need to be yeah. with my wife. You should be at home luxuriating with your <laughs> wife. <laughs> you right. Um, the children's book, Pride, Atheist. Oh, atheists are, no, everyone should, atheist, agnostic, pride go, please. all the time. Please. Now, please. Just so we are on the same page and everyone understands where where I'm at. I'm essentially atheist, agnostic, but atheist. But when they start talking about, we got to tear down the Ten Commandments from in front of the courthouse. I'm like, no, everyone should fucking study that and memorize it and live accordingly. And they go, what are you, some kind of Baptist preacher? I go, no, no, those are the rules. Atheists are not. Born again, doesn't matter who, Jehovah, I don't care who you are. Study those rules and let's have a good society. So I am down. 
with many, many pieces of religious doctrine because it makes sense for society. It's hmm. think about that rat, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a he's an interesting cat, huh? Well, because it's like the scripture says. There's a lot of people that like that like the benefits of Christianity. I don't want to follow it, but that piece that you that comes with it, I kind of like it. I like that because it benefits me. Yeah, the culture makes the culture I live in better. Well, he's even saying. So, what <laughs> culture does he want to live in? Well, obviously, he wants to live among Christians. Yeah, that's, he's, that's what he's admitting. That's to what that I mean. Person. Yeah, I just it's for him to say the beginning part where he goes. You know, he admits. That just gets back to what I was saying. Where how do you, how do you sit here in 2023 after COVID, and after everything we've seen with the elections and all that stuff, and all the other stuff we've seen, 9/11 even all the way back, how do you not go, wow, there's evil in this world. Well, and I if there's you, wait, wait, if wait, there's wait, evil wait. in this world, then there's good in this world. But you're saying, but you've been so saying what is it, good? Wait, 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 and wait. it's just like a logical progression. You know, what do you think is good? But you've been you know? saying it, though. There's been a wake-up call where you see these churches with more people. This Adam Carolla guy would never have spoken about this. He's a staunch, because of his upbringing, his life, and whatever He's it is. Catholic, I bet. No, no. He had to Atheist. be. No, but I mean, when he grew hippies. up, I bet you no. he grew up. Uh... No. His, both his, he talks about his parents were atheists. Really? They were, they were hippies. They were all into the nature eating, living mm-hmm. like hippies. Mm-hmm. The mom didn't cook. Great story. That's why when people talk about all this, this eating almond milk crap, mm-hmm. he's like the perfect poster child. He goes, dude, I was the, my mom, your grandma that was into this nature fruit. I had to live off that crap. I know how horrible of childhood I might. He talks about it. Dude, almond so, juice was like the beginning to eating bugs. So to get back to real quick is that for a guy like him to even start acknowledging that I like the Ten Commandments and the rules. And adding on to on top of what you were saying, how there's so many people starting to like a revival in a way. Mm-hmm. This is I, I think that I still going to say glory be to God because I'm glad we went through this problem. Maybe this is what we needed. Maybe we need to be shaken up. Maybe we have to figure out. Hey, I don't want to live by these tyranny rules. I kind of like this, these rules of the Ten Commandments: Thou shalt not steal, honor. Your, I kind of like that. I, I, I kind of agree with it. And mm-hmm. then slowly but surely, that's how you bring up Adam Corolla in, and maybe one day he'll be. You see, the Joe Rogan, he he talks. I don't know. Within a couple more years, I bet you he'll be a believer. Yeah, I someone needs to take him to church, take him to, uh, or just take him in the backyard, and uh, you know. But he's talk. also dealing with a lot of prejudice and in his life. It's the, the reason why he has that idea. The problem with guys like that. And I don't know, obviously, him. Maybe he's not like this, but he's obviously uh, influential, you know, successful, rich, uh, cool. Uh, People love him, you know. So, like, when people get around him, I guarantee you there's not a lot of people that challenge him. You know what I mean? And honestly, if you think about how many times you and I have challenged each other in our past, you know, my dog and I have known each other going on what twenty years plus now, twenty oh, years maybe. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's a lot. There's been a lot of yeah. pushes and challenges, uh-huh. <laughs> and a lot of uh, not really arguments, but a lot of kind of 
No, uh, we have this is the last show. I think that was as close. That's as, we, as heated we can get. Sometimes. I, I think we've argued more on the show than we ever did be, off the show, which is yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, you need people to push back like that to get you to those edges where you start to question where you know your dogma, where you're at in life. Like he's yeah. he's obviously you know he says it right out loud. I'm an atheist. You know. uh more what did he say more agnostic or whatever but so he's kind of got that in his head what he is and i don't know it's you know what was a big one i've said it a hundred times on this show it was the antifa the way they treated the trump people during the campaign of trump when they do these rallies and there'd be a bunch of trump people in a city or whatever and antifa would come and do this crazy stuff they would always do throwing uh rotten piss bottles uh rotten eggs doing all this just ridiculous behavior burning and and punching and violence that right there is what made me kind of go and this was even before covid right this is before covid so i was going whoa this is like well, that's some evil stuff right there you know, these people are just kind of normal people. You know what I mean? The, the, at least the, you know, the make America great again hat wears, you know, I didn't see them doing any, uh, instigating of violence. And so, you know, my brain kind of associated that, that with, uh, you know, violence and that kind of lashing out, you know, uh, is evil. And so my, you know, my logical brain, it just goes, well, there's good then you can't be agnostic. You can't be in the middle anymore because if there's evil running muck, running a muck in the streets, uh, assaulting your fellow people that you appreciate the culture that they created, right? Like Corolla appreciates this culture that yeah. the Christians created, but yet, or the, the, I, should, I was going to say good, but whatever. I know there's, there's good and bad on Christians too. But you know what I mean, though. Like, how do you how do you how do you see this going on and not start walking towards good? And and maybe it's a Buddhist, maybe it's Muslim, whatever. But to remain agnostic and on the fence to me seems almost lazy. What what I what not what do you to think of that? You more on on I understand. I under, well, what I what I've analyzed about people who speak like. We're gonna bring up Joe Rogan. Mm, he's is another that, good example. Is that he's dealing? He'll tell you about a child. His he'll when he talks ill about Christianity, not just religion. He'll say religion, but Christianity. He'll talk about his when he was in sixth or seventh grade, and he was going to Catholic school, and he had this mean nun that he knew that they weren't there. He tells this story and how he came to an epiphany that religion was built bullshit. That's what he said. So I think that a guy like Joe Rogan or and like Adam Carolla, who also didn't care anything about, didn't care about it, thought religions were nuts and all this stuff, to bring them as far as they are now is a long way for some of them. You know, maybe again with Adam Carolla going through the COVID, because I guess he had some of the best rants on the teachers' lockdown, the teacher stuff. We played some of his rants during that time. Just, and now he's divorced. Maybe he's just waking up. You know what I mean? Imagine. Oh, interesting. He got divorced just recently. Yeah. That might bring him to God. 
it definitely um it made me walk faster <laughs> i was walking that way but then i went okay might as well just start hustling a little here well weren't we surprised like adam curry started professing christ and you're going whoa whoa i've yeah. been listening to that show as long as i've known you because you you freaking put me onto that show and, hit him in the mouth and it's like dude he was staunch you know what's awesome and everything yeah you know what's awesome and I'm, i'll just take credit for it because you know since we are spawn of no agenda a little bit um but I called them out. I called him. I called them both out for never referencing God or Jesus on their show. On this show, I called them out. I remember going, you know, how come they don't do that? You know, like just once, just call out just a little bit, just, you know, praise God or whatever, you know, just a tiny little uh, acknowledgement. And then he goes on Rogan. And now I, it's almost every show God has brought up on their show now. Have you noticed that? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, he'll he, he he'll even do it. He'll people. work it in. Dvorak, he's got Dvorak to finally start talking because he was very it's awesome. also away from it. And um, Dvorak's agnostic, too, I bet. He's like a, I, one no, of those guys. I've heard some shows that he's just, as they, I, I used to call um, sometime Christian. You know, he's a sometime Christian. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm uh, the crackpot, and you are the buzzkill. Do you know that? It's true, though. No, it is because I'll bring you conspiracy you're, theory, and you're I'm always the like crackpot, and you're the buzzkill. No, because I'll, I'll I'll give you one, and you'd be like, you're always a. Uh, it'll either be ah oh, man, that's that's been done before, or you'll you'll do one of those like buzzkill type moves where you're like, oh, okay. I don't believe in conspiracy. Oh, are you kidding Remember, me? You're, you're, you're the one who like you go what. You go, what? You know what? You go, I don't I believe in conspiracy video. theories. It's good or evil. I believe that video. I don't make, and I'm like, what? Sense. Oh, my dog. Your video don't make me understand nothing. Okay. I don't die about that, man. Right, right, right. Here's a... Uh, like women. Here's a... Uh, oh, okay. We have a video to play? Charlie Kirk. <laughs> Charlie Kirk is the head of Turning Point USA, which is the guy that put on the show that Tucker was on in Florida that had all the college kids... Uh, it's becoming every year there's more people showing up. It's been going on for seven years, six years. And he started it and there was literally, you know, 5,000 people, the first show. And it's grown to now standing room only. I think they said they had almost a million people His in the organization, area. My, it's pretty cool. I have a very close relative. Nice. That the business that she house manage is renting a building from his organization. Huh. And now they're, they're now expanding and pushing them out. And I kind of have a little bitter to it because my, my, my source tells me they're, they're not a very nice, they're not very nice. Yeah. I don't know about him. Are they the Christian? They're like a Christian thing. No, that, it's oh. just, they just seem to be very pompous and very, at least. No, I mean, they're pushing out a Christian. No, this group is a, just, like a service so, agency. They, okay, take, they do plumbing, okay. electricity, okay. things like that. And so they're pushing them out and... Well, it's again, their property, yeah. Again. No, no, but that's not what I'm... I'm it's not about the pushing them out. That's not really what it is. It's that the interaction that the employees have had with that company's employees has not been really good. Makes sense. Uh, this, they're talking about... 
uh, DeSantis and him being tone deaf to what the American, most of the candidates actually being tone deaf to what the Americans want. And uh, he kind of goes on to describe what the Americans want. And I really liked it kind of sums it up here. The, the Republican base right now is a base that wants a resurgence of economic nationalism. They want their country back. They're sick of this trans zealotry. More than anything else, though, they want a president who's a bulldog. They want a UFC fighter. They want someone to get into the ring, willing to bloody up the opposition and settle the score, literally because they feel like they are being blitzkrieged and pummeled every single day. Now, to your point, Patrick, yes, if you're trying to create a roster to save Western civilization, someone's going to be Jordan. And until Jordan retires, yes, you need a Pippen, you need a Kukoc, you need a Kerr, and you need a Rodman. Where does DeSantis fall on all that? Probably like Steve Kerr, like role player. Yeah. No, no, but like they don't they they don't win the fifth title without Steve Kerr. Like they just don't. Steve Kerr was a shooting threes all day. Was a fifth sixth man. Hold on a second. Yeah, he was a role player. I'm I'm saying like right now in politics. I'm with you. But then Steve Kerr, when his number was called, Michael Jordan whispered in the huddle, like, yo, yo, Steve, yo, Steve, I might come to you, right? Game six, I believe, boom, dishes to Steve Kerr, hits it with seven seconds left, and they win the fifth title, right? That was necessary and proper, but he understood his role. And Steve Kerr said in The Last Dance, I always knew I was not going to be a one guy, so I had to scrap for my position. Now, you might say, oh, well, maybe Ron DeSantis is Pippen or Rodman. We can only play the metaphor out so far. But right now, Ron DeSantis is a governor of one state. He wants to be president of 50 and the leader of the free world. You're going up against Jordan, man. You're going up against a guy that has succeeded in everything he's done. And in my personal opinion, was not given a fair shake in the 2020 election. So Pause it's really unfair mad. to say, like, oh, you know. We're that guy's behind the ball. OG Mutt Dog, Hollywood here at Good Time Culture Podcast. We've been talking about this because we brought it about it that Bryson Gray brought it up on an interview with, uh, with Eddie Brabble way back about a year ago. And he started sounding the horn out about DeSantis, about he was just too clean, too perfect. Yep. You know what I'm saying to you, brother man? You know who's another one, um, unfortunately, that I want to play another clip on that Charlie Kirk video, but I did forget uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, which is now he's kind of pulling second behind Trump on a lot of Republican. uh, Well, he's on Tim Pool Live right now. uh, He... Uh, check this out. This is from Anomaly's YouTube channel. So how did a big pharma CEO doing deals with Pfizer, the National Institute of Health, saying well said to George Soros for his op-ed talking about threats to open societies around the world, a man that claimed in an op-ed in 2022 that he thought that masks and social distancing did work to slow the spread, a man pitching governments on a COVID-19 database that his pharma company was trying to capitalize off of, and a man that allegedly wrote, it was a dark day for democracy, the loser of the last election refused to concede the race, claimed the election was stolen, raised hundreds of millions of dollars from loyal supporters, and is considering running for executive office again. I'm referring, of course, to Donald Trump. How does this person become a front runner in the Republican Party, a MAGA and Turning Point USA darling, and a man that has gained people's trust and respect after what we experienced with lockdowns mandates and he's showing a tweet from vivek ramaswamy from uh what is that august 2021 so, so basically makes him huh he's just a 
MAGA who or I'm telling or, you, or come in as a as a rhino MAGA. I'm telling you, they do and this. Fed by Pfizer, and this yeah. guy's just being prompt. I didn't know he made there, his money this I th- way. I think it's just there to milk money take, from donate. You know, and to probably to muddy waters. Right? You don't want just Trump running and getting. Well, you know, he, you know, was, that's yeah, not what you this, want. This guy, that wrong guy, the vivid guy, he is everywhere, bro. He's been on every talk show. Every everyone loves this guy. But the tweet is referencing George Soros's tweet that says George Soros says I consider Mister Xi, which is the Chinese president, the most dangerous enemy of the open societies in the world. And then Vivek Ramaswamy responds, "Well said, George Soros," which is kind of interesting, but. Uh, yeah, he's a tough one, dude. Uh, yeah, well, I definitely like what he's saying because he's the one he's just saying it at Turning Point uh, this weekend. Um, he's probably got second most, you know, claps and screams and all that stuff beside behind Trump. But he basically, uh, you know, he was talking about we need to. Um, what did he even say? I wish I would have had the clip. Basically, get rid of the FBI and the IRS, and he just talking about nuking these agencies. Which I don't know, man. Now I'm, I'm getting the suspicion that he's just uh, Obama 2.0. He's saying all the right things, mm-hmm. but then you bring up his past, and it sounds like you know, I don't know, man. I know. Seems like he swings for both sides, you know. Yeah, I didn't. Um... I don't know if he's going to say much else. Necessarily going to lose, like, come on, let's be honest. That election was a drive-by shooting of the U.S. Constitution, mail-in drop boxes, social media interference, the Twitter files, all that stuff, COVID, all that stuff, right? So the Republican base also believes, rightly, that Donald Trump has not had a fair shake at governance or re-election since the moment he won the 2016 election. It's true. Spied on his campaign, Russia hoax. Two impeachments, yeah. Yo, you, earlier you used the word True. scorned. I used right? that word You said they want a pit bull, they want a fighter. Yes. Explain, if you could, just extrapolate, why are they feel scorned metaphysically? No, the, like, the, not the, just... This is a great question, yeah. right? I get this question asked by establishment donors, which I'm on good terms with, where they ask me like almost as if I'm some sort of like translator. Help me understand the yeah. deplorable <laughs> people in Arkansas. Okay. <laughs> they have shown up and vote, voted. They show up to church. They raise their kids. They pay their taxes. They've done what they've been told to do, and they've lived largely virtuous good lives for 40 years, and they've seen their country decline. But they've constantly elected Republicans to see their country collapse, and they've more specifically got behind smooth-talking, slick, well-funded Republicans, Mitt Romney, Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, John Mm -hmm. Boehner, and many others that have told them, just give us political power and things are going to get better. And they do not see the border getting closed. They do not see the the budget getting balanced. They do not see top priorities of ordinary, everyday Americans start to Uh get accomplished. So they start to create a sense of scorn, paranoia, neuroticism, or just like understanding, understandable skepticism, which where I'm at, where the first instinct of a Republican-based voter is, I think you are lying to me until you prove otherwise. <laughs> yes. I think what you're saying is is paramount for people to understand and hear the words that you're actually saying. And I'm just like, oh, a talking point. It's super important that you're saying that. You know, Bill Maher always says, it's okay for you to hate Trump 
You can't hate the people that voted for him. 100%. These people, you have mm. to understand their DNA. If they feel scorned, they don't care that he calls someone Little Marco or Low Energy no, Jeb. They, they kind of like They it. feel fucking pissed yes. and scorned. Mm. And so, but let me just reemphasize this. They're not wrong. Like for 40 right. years, we've shipped our jobs overseas and we invade a country every two years. We're financing foreign thuggish governments in Ukraine with Zelensky while our own border continues to be wide open. Boom, we have 110,000 right drug overdoses every single year. And I have to be lectured by the CIA and the FBI and the Uniparty that the Ukrainian government is my responsibility. Like, no, screw you. I don't care about Zelensky. Mm-hmm. I care about the 110,000 fellow Americans uh-huh. that are drug overdosing every single year. I care that middle-class wages are going down and that we have the most suicidal, drug-addicted, alcohol-addicted, depressed, and porn- pornographic-addicted generation in history. And so Trump recalibrates everything and says, no, no, no. When the plane is going down, you put on your oxygen mask first. Then you can go to the Somali immigrant and go put their oxygen mask on. Yeah. That is a very simple, prudent approach. The other politicians re- reject that philosophically. By the way, powerful words right there. What do you think of that? Cool. Yeah, I like it. This whole interview is uh, like, like well, that. Like Musk is for DeSantis. It just there a lot of comments from him, and he's. Um, doing what we do he's synthesizing what he sees in the world and what he hears from people and he's regurgitating <laughs> that on to the show into those nice little sound bites right there but that's what i'm feeling and so it it's um it's awesome i like i said I've, i um, i i think we're winning it's just a matter of uh well, we know that the that the the win has changed and and putting that that many platforms have re, have taken away their rule their their little rules about what certain things couldn't be spoken about, and then some, all this started popping out, and what he's talking about right now, what was going on for the past years is that the people in control of everything was suppressing people talking like this, all and. I just want to continue to remember to remind people that there was a lot of fallen soldiers during the last three years that were speaking. Like again, I'll talk about the two doctors here in Bakersfield that were one of the first frontline doctors that spoke out against this COVID shot and what was going on, and no one's have heard from them again. And I'm glad it, it's just I believe that all those guys or all those people that did this the last three years our lives that went down to able to allow you and I and guys like this guy to talk like this. There, yeah. there, there are ideas that you and I have been, I'm just glad because you and I have been, been Trump, Trump, you know, talking about this now for a long time, a long time. And, and, and we were going to be able to find sound bites like this three, three years ago. You know that. Yeah. I know I probably don't say it enough, um, but I, I am very grateful to God that we're able to at least, you know, speak and have, uh, you know, have have our voices still uh, be out there. So, you know, that's kind of, I know in the beginning of the show, we'd always do that. It seemed like almost every show we'd encourage people that, you know, if you're, if you're into it at all, definitely I can't encourage you enough to do it. The Roadcaster Pro is what I use to run the podcast here and it's, to me, it's the most intuitive, um, kind of easy, uh, 
easy piece of hardware to kind of run everything. You need that and maybe a PC, but I think you could actually just go use your this, phone. Play what he's playing. Go back a little bit. Great. I didn't watch all five hours, but you've done a great job, Patrick. Congratulations you. to you covering all that. Is that men are disagreeable by nature. Mm-hmm. We are the ones that say no. Women are agreeable by nature. They want to be liked. Yeah. That right there is a feminine culture gone awry. Agreeableness by all means. They're looking at the Swedish, uh, no, Netherlands. Nether- Netherlands, Miss Netherlands, which is a dude, and he's like ugly. No less. Agreeableness even to allow men to metaphorically rape our competitions. This is a metaphorical yeah. rape of Miss Netherlands is what it is. I am a man and I'm forcibly inserting myself without consent into your competition. I'm sorry to be so graphic, wow. but that's what this is. And they're like, oh, yeah, progress. Applauding? I, yep. I imagine, but, they, but, but imagine also, for a second if it was an all male competition. Yep, that's I was just where I was going. Put up with that crap. The guys second. in the back would be like, "What the no, is going we, on? We, we this step is up. Like, who, do you, who are you, yes. you little punk? Yeah. Because this is why when a society goes too feminine, it can also become too tyrannical. But how long is yep. this going to last, though? So, so again, okay. go back to it. Listen, the question I'm asking is: Remember that one thing you stood on it and you, you would go, you would spin, whatever that thing was, that one uh, wheel thing. What was segway? it? The stand the segway. segway. By the way, for about three years. Yeah. Five years. That thing was hot, right? Paul Blart, he, mall cop. Uh, we he can did talk it. about a lot of things. Trendy products that disappeared after two, three, four, five years, yep. right? Yep. And you're no longer using it. Vaccines. How, how long? How long? <laughs> how long is this going to go so... before they themselves, women, like you know what it's going to take? It's going to take a feminist girl from the left who's a hardcore liberal to come out and say, guys. This is too much because let me tell you what happened to my daughter. I'm not with it. Yep. So I, um, it will only last as long as we allow it to last because it is a pathogen of evil, and we must be intolerant of this crap. There should be no openness to this, period. But I'm not as bullish on it ending soon because unlike the Segway, this is supported by the CDC. This is supported by – and by the way – vastly billions of dollars to be made by Pfizer, AstraZeneca, Moderna, right. not just on the surgery, but on the annuities of other drugs that will be made. This oh, is a man. cash cow for the most powerful companies in the world. You can look up the map, and there used to be two, two gender clinics 40 years ago in the Western world. Now there are well over five to 600 in America alone. You could fact check me on this. But I believe it's at least five or six hundred. Probably grew by five just us sitting here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Be, and by the way, if you if you look at yeah the fall, in the sixties or seventies there were some and then there are none some. I, I don't know what the number is now. You can look it up. It's at least five or six hundred nationwide. So there's a whole cottage industry, Patrick. But here's the biggest problem: is the social contagion. It's like the lab leak from Wuhan, right? It's out, and so how do we actually inoculate ourselves against it? That the the the, God. the transmission is through TikTok where they are preying on young girls that have puberty anxiety that are misdiagnosing their puberty anxiety for gender dysphoria. And then they go into a predatory pediatric environment where the questions are all wrong. The questions are, well, do you think you're a man? Would you like to talk to somebody about whether you're a man? Instead of, I understand you're having anxiety about where you're at, let's just take pause and allow yourself to develop. If you're uh, a hammer, everything looks like a nail, too. 
Yeah, that's pretty good. Slow down the thing that actually once it comes to completion and your hormones balance and you're like, okay, my estrogen and testosterone levels naturally kind of even out, then we're, 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 we're clear. How long, Patrick? I have no idea. But we, as clear, courageous Americans, need to stand up against this. And it is tyrannical in nature. That's got to be an outdated map. And, I, there was one more recent. It's a lot of good stuff. Muslims. And oh, here's the Muslim part. Christians come together and say, look, let's set aside Prophet Muhammad and Jesus. Mm-hmm. We know what you believe in. We know what we believe in. But listen, when it comes on to these issues with family, let's unite. Do you know how scary it would be if a Republican strategist behind closed doors brought the 10 biggest influencers and said, we have to make a better argument to Muslims because Republicans have always been what? No, 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 stiff arm to Muslims. No, 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 stiff arm to Muslims. There's a lot of Muslims that are waiting to convert to Republican. Republicans are not doing a good job winning them over. The argument makes sense for Muslims to be Republican, but Republicans are doing a terrible job winning their vote. So all I'm saying to you is when we're talking about, you know, this thing's going to get worse, this thing's going to get worse, I think you have to present your argument better to convert, and if we do, I think common sense is going to eventually prevail. Yeah, and I... I'm obviously not a Muslim, <laughs> but um, I will say this. I would much rather work with a Muslim parent association than an LGBTQ organization on the right. And the opposite is actually happening. People on the right are trying to go out of their way to go try to make peace with the gay mafia. Ooh. And I think the opposite. It's like, well, no, go to people that actually share some of your values, theological differences aside. You saw in Dearborn, Michigan— the parents that were rising up against the grooming sexual perversion of children were Muslim families. Mm -hmm. And you see this with Latinos. You see this, again, with blacks and Muslims. So here's what you're getting at, Patrick, which is very deep, and I agree completely, which is that this woke virus, as we call it, right, these woke idea pathogens, they are are only popular in white, upper-middle-class, college-educated coastal Mm. communities and yet they are being almost colonistically imposed on the rest of the country so midwestern christians don't want the woke thing but what what, there is a thermonuclear political weapon that's about to be deployed where you can exploit how white liberal ideas are being forced to black youth hispanic youth and muslim youth that has not been exploited and we're seeing it in the polling We're seeing it where the Yale, Harvard, white Upper East Side liberals in New York who all agree that the trans thing is the greatest thing ever. They all want this. But you know where it's unpopular? People that still have an attachment to the customs and the traditions of their home country that have not yet been infected by the Yale zeitgeist of the chemical castration of children. And by, by the way, guys. Wow. Let me Interesting. Tell you. Oh, wow. Stop that real quick. Uh-huh. I don't know about what he just is. My mic. I don't know about that. I think it's not about the country you're attached to is your faith. Because it's got it's something to do with it. It has nothing to do with your country. It does. The Taiwanese the- and the Filipino gay society, the homosexual movement, has been flourishing over there a lot longer than us here in our country. A lot of these countries that a lot of these Asians come from, this homosexuality, the Gishan dancers, these male dancers, it's very well. I mean, the guy that owns Miss Universe is an Asian uh, transgender that is uh, somewhat a Taiwanese star. Yeah. That's who bought Mr. Universe. Geishas are not gay. But either way. Okay. There's male geishas. That's what I meant. Okay. So 
It's a so I believe where where Patrick was talking about is these two so called faith, mm-hmm. two called religions that have almost similar ideas coming together would be a force. But see, but what Patrick is talking about, unlike the other guy, is that the force that Patrick is talking about is that our faith is what's bringing us together, not our countries we come from. That doesn't matter, at least not for me. I don't know for you. Isn't it more that your faith? Your no, I, I think his point is more that um, that the woke mind virus uh, is really only effective against the like upper educated white people where, you know, the, you know, the, I don't know what you want to call it, black and brown people that they're not, uh, I don't know if it's, it can't be just education because there's plenty of educated black and brown and Asian people when they don't have that liberal mindset. But for some reason, the I think it's mainly because, it's probably because the white liberals have had it so good. So why right? why does the white liberal get so, so much you gotta attention? Find and purpose. Or white life. people get any attention? The what? Why do only the, the 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 rich or white liberals get attention? Why does not the poor white people get attention? Attention? I, what do you mean? Of any attention? What Everyone mean? knows about what the white woke people want from us. We hear it every day. We heard this guy talking about it. How come no one cares or no one knows about what the white poor people want here? How come? They don't matter. How come no one cares about what the white poor people? No, because I can see there's more white poor people than there are these white liberals. So my question is, that's the thing is, we are the ones giving their words emphasis. We are the ones who allow it to take power. Because it, it's not that they're white liberals. It's I don't know who is that listening to them. No, but and hold they on. have to implement this. No, but hold on. The, the poor white people are not going into government, not going into agencies, not working for the courthouse, not being judges. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're busy being poor. So those well-educated liberal, you know, retards, you know, with the woke mind virus, they go on to do all the laws and the, you know, the well, lawyering. Right now, right, right now the, so the, this is, that's, that's why it's, such an issue, you know. Right now, the the Asian uh, descent of the mayor of uh, Massachusetts, or uh, just or or Boston, excuse me, she just issued out a a list of names that talk smack about her online to her police officers to go hunt these people down. Hmm. She's not a white uh, elite. She's not a white liberal. She's an Asian elite liberal. So, what do you say about that? Hmm. I think there's a more cynical thing happened to it, and they're using those words to again to divide us up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's always part of the plan. You know what I mean? So now, oh white guy, oh all white people are bad. Oh white liberal. I go wait a minute, wait a minute, man. I know a lot of portrait of trash white guys too, man. I know a lot of them, man, and they're not portrait of trash. We're two hours in, dude. You want to wrap it up? Or you want to keep going? Well, what you want to do? I thought we were gonna. I, I, I 
got to play this one with, about Roseanne, dude. Oh, nice. You got the Roseanne one. Come okay. on, buddy. Just because she's on fire lately. Yeah, it's a good rant. Can I play it? Yes. Are we going to go into a weird news? You got a transition? Uh, I'll transition you, though. Hold on. Not a very good transition. There you go. Here we go. The Ukrainian, the Ukrainian, there is a large faction of Nazis. I don't know if you know this, but there's a large amount of Nazis in the Ukraine, and they actually killed my whole family. Um, I'm from the Ukraine, and they marched my entire family, grandmothers, great-grandparents. Ten siblings yeah. out into the forest and buried them alive in the Ukraine. So I don't understand why everybody's Ukraine. Ukra- well, I do understand, and that's also what terrifies me. People better wake up and do some research on their own instead of buying what comes across on the screen. And I try I mean, to shake them up, Pierce. You're goddamn right I do. I try to shake them up and crack their, their mind control programming. I do it for God. Well, here's Roseanne, what I would say to that. I don't agree with you uh, about... Dang, uh, it's a good, you said about such a good clip right there. To your views. I would say in relation to the suggestion that they're all a bunch of you Nazis... You haven't the pres- seen the swastikas well, on. on those Roseanne, soldiers' arms. The it's the president in the Zelensky news. The himself is Jewish, so obviously he is de facto not a Nazi. This is awesome. Know, but he's not a good one. Are, are, are all Jews the same? For God's sake, talk about anti-Semitic. Just because the guy's a Jew doesn't mean he likes Jews or that he's doing anything good for the Jews. Duh. I mean, so what? Who cares what That's anybody what is? That's what I've been trying to tell my tweet. Just because they're, they're skin folk don't mean they're kin folk. You know what I mean? Just because they're the same color as you don't mean they ain't trying to lock your ass up. Wake up, people. Snap. <laughs> Wow. That was Miss Roseanne right there. Woo, goosebumps. Ladies always made me laugh. And I Wake love up, a lady people. that can make me laugh. Well, you hear that song, Nation? Hollywood and I are getting old. It's getting time. Time to say goodbye. But you see the victories. You see the enemy running. And pretty soon they're going to cry and want the rocks and the mountains to fall upon them. Because the glory of God will come upon them. Guys, we're have to keep on doing what we've been doing that is to pray for each other every time this show ends Hollywood and I sincerely ask the nation Good Time Culture Podcast to please pray for us guys that is the secret of the success of this show if it has any okay it truly is and uh, well and Hollywood and I will pray for you because that's the way we're going to get out of all this and we've been saying this now for two and a half years. And, uh, man, it seems to be working. So let's keep on doing it. Remember the name, Lord Jesus Christ. Say it in your prayers. Don't be shy. And um, I'm OG Mutt Dog. You can find me on Twitter at OG Mutt Dog. And um, once again, thank you for listening to us and putting up with us. And hopefully we'll see you next week. Or I'll see you next week. All right, we love you guys. This has been episode 118, and um, we'll be back. Uh, Join us next week. 
Uh, we're here every Wednesday doing a little audio journey into uh, the nonsense that is our news and culture. And, um, you know, we uh, are very grateful to be, um, we're very grateful and honored to be in the trenches of the culture war here, aka spiritual war. So um, if you are in these trenches with us, get a hold of us through our email or leave a comment or thumbs up or something. And um, tell us, tell someone about the show. Uh, if anybody's listening out there and they really want to get on the show, we're more than willing to um, take a phone call here or there. So let us know. And uh, until uh, until next week, we'll be exposing evil and praising God, holding the forts down over here. Good Times Culture Podcast. Time we talk, the walk has been hard. Now I know you haven't left me, but I feel like I'm alone. I'm a big boy now, but I'm still not grown, and I'm still going through it. Pain and a hurt, yeah. soaking up trouble like rain in the dirt. Yeah. And I know only I can stop the rain with just a mention of my Savior's name. In the name of Jesus, devil, I rebuke you for what I go through and trying to make me do what I used to. But all that stops right here. As long as the Lord's in my life, I will have no fear. I will know no pain from the light to the dark. I will show no Spit it right from the heart, cause it's right from the start You held me down